0: Which is you
1: should start. Oh, yeah. I want to forgive you, and I want to forget you. Welcome back to D Girls, your fully developed neighborhood pop culture podcast. My name's Julia. I'm Delaney, and
0: I'm Tina, and we are your D Girls, and we're back for another episode. Um, we have so much to chit chat about. Um, I can't wait to catch up on some some Bravo stuff. So uh, let's get right into it. We're being fed a lot of house... There's a lot of housewives happening right now, and yet I feel like nothing's happening. Salt Lake City is... Salt Lake City is still... It's giving, because actually, Monica's mom, I could could do a whole...
2: Wow. I could do so much... Uh, do we want to talk about, like, the rumors around oh, Salt Lake? Oh, we could talk about how, the rumors. Like, the press, the because, rumors because the that's kind of crazy. The rumors and the nastiness. In the nastiness. Um, okay, so basically yeah. the storyline of Monica this season, she's the newbie of the Salt Lake City cast. And, and broke. And her whole storyline is that she's broke, right? She's this single mom. She left the Mormon church because she cheated on her husband with her brother-in-law. Um, and is very open about it and was just like, hey, skeleton in the closet, let me put this out there. Anyway... Her whole storyline, she's broke. They go on a trip with the girls. Lisa Barlow is in like the airport bathroom with a bunch of the girls and loses her sixty thousand dollar ring. And Monica's the first person to jump up and help her look. She's like, I stuck my hand in the tampon thing looking for that ring for you. And they're like, Well, the ring's long gone. Like Lisa literally looked for probably like an hour. Uh, For this ring. And then she couldn't stop talking about it that whole trip. About how distraught she was. Which, you know, understandable, but also shut up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So... Now, they're, they teased at the beginning of the season this call that Heather Gay receives when she's like on the balcony of some other trip, where she's like, what? It's her? How could she do this to us? And then the cameras rush into her room and she's like, no, no, get out, get out. And it's very dramatic. We don't know what it's referring to, except now there has been lawsuits, basically, uh, beauty Bar. Is that what it's called? Beauty Heather's Lab. company? Beauty Lab. <laughs> beauty Lab is suing Monica because... So in 2019, Monica went in for lip treatment and nose fillers or something. And it was like <laughs> $2,000. And she signed up for monthly payments and made the first down payment and never paid again. So this was back in 2019. Allegedly under a different name. So like Monica, Monica... Different last name. Like Harper or something. Um, something yeah, Yeah, exactly. So Beauty Lab, right before the season premiere, like a month before Salt Lake was on air, sues Monica for this unpaid amount. Then Monica countersues and is saying, I didn't pay because these were botched treatments. I didn't like the what, what, what they did to me. It wasn't done well. And so I refused to pay for the service. Also, why are you bringing up these charges from 2019 when it feels very kind of like uh, convenient now that I'm like in the public eye and like going to be on this show and uh, like making money that you're like going to come after me when you could have come after they, me.
0: Did they know it was her at that point? When well, they that's came... the point. That's that's uh, where it
2: becomes I think the hairy, un- mm-hmm. Unclear. Got it. Yeah. Fascinating. Because on one Very hand interesting. I really kind of like Monica. She's bringing the heat. She yeah. came in
0: hot. She has no qualms shaking shit up. She is unhinged, truly. Right. Um, some iconic lines already uh, when she's weeping, saying she had to buy a Louis Vuitton bag to fit in with these girls. Right. Um, relatable, but as relatable. Angie Cohen said.
2: It's, it's just crazy that Heather, I think, would say, yeah, let's go after her. Like, if it's truly $2,000 or maybe like 3000 it was below five grand. i am positive about that. It's crazy that she would go after her in that way. Like, I would assume Heather maybe had a conversation with her outside of it, but it's like, when you're a cosmetics company, like, that is chump change. That is that is mm. one person, one day that you're making that money. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's crazy to me that you would stir up all of this over such a small amount. If it was, like, yeah. 10000 or more, I get it. Especially because like, the
0: bad press is risky, so just exactly. pay them and get them out of the way. Just, yeah,
2: just bury yeah. it. I'm curious
0: yeah. to that to see how that unfolds. It's an interesting kind of piece of news to have had revealed and to see what happens now. And another compelling thing for Monica, I'm really enjoying Monica and as an entertainment value, but what I'm also part of what is a, she's putting on display this relationship with her mother, which is incredibly complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and Monica is coming off as a very unreasonable person, unfortunately, in many other ways, which is making it hard for certain people to believe The circumstances of the relationship with her mother, Mm -hmm. but in watching the sit down with them at that meal, watching her mother move was wild
2: two scenes I mean, one at the nursing yeah. home which was before the big fight the easter fight where you were already mm-hmm. like mm, red yes. flags are raised yeah, the yeah. way that she's yeah. talking about her the way that yeah. she's bla- it's like it was already giving like mm, this is low-key abuse and then mm-hmm. that second dinner at like whatever olive garden they Mexican were at, place? yeah, yeah it was i don't know cr- it was crazy so to witness crazy. it was yeah. crazy really
0: manipulative abusive tactics used and i mean her mom's a
2: narcissist
0: oh boy bona fide to the point where she's willingly on television looking this bad and nobody the other thing is no other women are present for this so they're not mm-hmm. witnessing the truth of the relationship they're not what the wa- monica's not being unreasonable at this meal she's not even being out of control no it is really crazy to watch if you're not watching salt lake city i don't know what you're doing honestly it's i think the best housewives franchise right now full stop So good, worth your time. Honestly, skip Beverly Hills. I don't even love Potomac right now. Like, I I just, Salt Lake City is crown jewel territory for housewives. And there's some really compelling shit going on this season. So thank God for SLC.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then the other show that's really keeping me afloat, because some of the other ones are just not doing it, but Southern Charm. It really keeps me hooked like a fly on (laughs) a line. They're bringing the heat. Okay. Well,
0: yeah, speaking of fly fishing, um, yeah, we are, they're really bringing, they're bringing the heat. I'm really loving it. This last episode is where we finally saw the scene that had been teased to us in the trailer, which was Taylor and Shep waking up together. Um, What they didn't they didn't give us was the fight that happens before. I don't recall seeing any clips of that, chaos so that was a real treat that we got because whoa that was off the rails um, essentially what happens is uh, JT the absolute buffoon um, mama's, comes boy. Back from, yeah, mama's boy comes back in from winning a ping pong game against Shep sure. they come outside and um, Taylor makes the big mistake of congratulating JT on winning Shep says don't fuck with me Taylor she's like I am
1: not he's like you're pushing my buttons essentially she's like i'm not he's like are are you having fun is this fun for you that's right and she (laughs) she's like was it fun for you cheating on me and he goes yeah sometimes it was and
2: And she goes she leaves her body (laughs) she
1: she throws wine in his face she
0: goes full housewife red wine yeah, red wine on that sweater, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all over him. Comes flying in the room, pulls a mic off situation, freaks the fuck out, and again screams, "He cheated on me with multiple women." And while I think that isn't a huge, massive offense, I'm like, "Okay, we know. Yeah. it's no, it is no longer a shocking, compelling thing to state. We know. Yeah, pick yeah. a different fucking thing to fight about now, or pick a not even different thing to fight about. Nobody else gonna get riled up about that.
2: I know. We know. Well, yeah. it's also like." It's so tough because like, yes, he was poking her and like he's in the wrong for that. But like she then brings up the most triggering subject for herself. She's like, hey, let's talk about the infidelity again. And it's like you're about to be launched into the stratosphere. But I know that exact
0: feeling that sits in your jaw right before. You're just getting mad that he's getting mad and it falls out of your face. And it was a mistake because she's playing the game he can play better.
2: Yeah. So, well, he doesn't yeah, he's care. not affected. Yeah, no, <laughs> she, she is, <laughs> and she's she deeply, deeply, yeah. deeply affected. Uh, yeah. This is
1: the thing we've seen. Shep have anger issues and competitive issues. That was one of the biggest red flags in when they were still dating. That oh we saw God. televised, <gasps> oh, where right. she drops the egg or whatever. Egg. They lose the egg toss. He calls her an idiot in a really nasty way. Nasty. It was nasty, Crazy and Olivia too. is. Calling him on it. Yeah, just so crazy. And so for this, it's two sided because Shep is out of his mind talking about being dependent. I think he's drunker than he thinks he is. He's so mm-hmm. mad at Taylor for doing absolutely nothing. But then, yeah, Taylor's constant refrain of, like, you cheated on me, it's lost all impact. Shep doesn't care. He's frustrated. He throws it back in her face. To me, again, exactly like you said, Tina, I relate to Taylor, but what she's experiencing right now is kind of a level of anger, sadness, embarrassment, shame, and vengeance that I feel like I went through more so in my early 20s. And what Mm. I need her to do is get in therapy twice a week.
2: Mm -hmm. I need her
1: to go no contact with Shep, which I get is impossible because they're on a show together, but ideally, that's what she needs to do. Mm -hmm. She needs to stay offline. She needs to get a hobby. She can take some notes to, from Olivia,
0: uh, honestly, yeah. on how to feel and treat well, the person. And Olivia then she used to go on notes. I on don't something. know. Cut off. No. She's cut off Austin. She, she left, left a off, bra well, now, on the Audible. <laughs> I'm that, sorry. Well, that, Do not take notes. I that's a crazy, prior, crazy I prior. She had, gone. she had stopped texting him. She had cut off contact till filming had to resume, and she had to be around him again. She was previously doing a pretty good job of staying away from him. She has now fallen from grace in that way. But it's at least a step better than fucking Taylor's been doing.
2: I don't know. Also. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I it's just it's, like, she's got to go through it. It's like one of those canon of, it's like, you just got to <laughs> let out, like you said, let the fire out. And, oh, and hopefully I mean, just listen, like, let it breathe. Because honestly, love it reminds it. me of like, Shep finally kind of poking, being like, Oh, is this fun for you, Taylor? That mm-hmm. is like the only time that we've seen him upset at Taylor this whole season, even though she has done much worse than insulted his ping pong or even, you know yeah. what I managed. mean? It's, She's it's managed so to much stay built up. It's so much built up resentment about you sent a tit to my friend. You've definitely made out mm-hmm. with Austin. You've been yelling at me on, on national TV for the last you know few months, which, hey, deserved. Deserved 100%. Yeah. But the other stuff is messy, and he's been like so gracious about it, which is not mm-hmm. a word I use lightly with Shep, who's very mm-hmm. ungraceful. Um, and so it finally came out, and he was like, I, I could see it. like That was bubbling underneath. He was like, oh, yeah, this woman pisses me off, actually. And it's like, yes. well, finally.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. and the, I know. Right. Give us what we've been asking for. Then he comes in and does the comp. He does his Shep thing where he comes inside. And he's like, Taylor, you were poking me. You knew it was going to happen. Like, this was your fault I said that nasty thing. And oh, I was like, oh, gross. yucky, yuck, 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 yeah. yuck, 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 uh, What I loved is Austin coming in and going, oh, are we are we quarreling? Yeah, I did love that. What? It was funny. said <laughs> that way? Are we quarreling? Anyway, so then the other big thing that happens in this episode, well we should t- I want to talk about the bra. The bra was technically the previous episode, bra gate. Yeah. And I think it's never confirmed. confirmed. I I'm just, sure. I it it she, she I just confirmed. didn't think it was
2: like you know, model behavior. She confirmed <laughs> yeah. that she threw
0: her bra that she took her bra off. That, yeah. it's confirmed that a bra came off. It is but they both are saying it's cause she wanted to get comfortable. Yeah.
2: But she I'm... left it? I'm sorry. Okay, Bras and she told are so him to throw expensive. it out.
1: She said, just throw it out.
2: And... Throw out my bra.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That is, that is the implausible part. Bras are expensive. Bras now, are I'm expensive. like, is Austin making another female lie to everyone? I did have that thought. I did have that thought because, to me, of course, yeah. we could all understand if she was in a moment of emotional, like, necessity and hooked i don't know i could totally understand that she's going through such a difficult time but the story is crazy i don't know i'm i'm though fully giving her benefit of the doubt because i actually think she's just been so magnanimous throughout this entire situation
2: the only thing that gets hairy is if it was the same day that she went on a date with uh what's his name rod rod Rod. if she went to dinner with rod and then went to i go that's icky I if I like were to that. be a cons- yeah. if I were to
0: put my tinfoil hat yeah. on about this, if I were going to do, Delaney that, and I are
1: in a fight. A-
2: <laughs> I'm right? saying that as someone who's like low, like has done that, has like been with two people in one day, and it doesn't. Yeah. It's not good. I, I would, yeah, I don't stand by that.
1: I guess no, I'm just taking ideal. it literally in that she might have had a dinner date with Rod and then gone and watched a movie and talked about like grief so with Austin. Miss. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah I know. You're right. It's there's, kind of. There's a weird yeah. factor right now with the familiarity, even though it's like, I'm sorry, is there anybody like, is it the only person? You could I talk know to that's what it? you feel think she, like, Surely I'm like, not. anybody uh, else. Yeah. There's no way he's saying something poetic. Also, he went through it at a significantly different age than she's going through it at. Anyways, uh, yeah, my conspiracy, if I were to conspiracy theorize the bra on the Ottoman, even though I find this hard to believe it would happen during this time of Taylor's life when she is really, excuse me, Olivia's life, when she is reprioritizing likely everything. My one thought is, because they so preempted the bra on the couch. There was a girl that came to Austin's that saw the bra and they said, oh, I heard from, it was so, I'm like, did there, was the bra planted for a little fun Buzz for like a for little a fun,
2: drama, a little fun, line. chaos,
0: a little same as Taylor and Shep being in bed and Shep making a kissing bandit comment when there was no kissing that occurred.
2: No. So
0: like all these things feel like little seeds they can throw that are great for trailer bait. And these yeah. people are not newbies at this.
2: Yeah. That yeah. I'm like,
0: if I were to be in the tinfoil hat society, that could be a theory I would put forth. Because otherwise, speaking no, of a, raw a good theory movie is like. Leaving on the ottoman saying, throw it out. What are you, what are you, yeah. take it with you? Just grab it the, and go. The, the only I reason you everything. would want it to
2: be thrown out is if you had sex and you were ashamed. I'd say, actually, you yeah. can keep that, bro. I never want to Burn seen. it. Yes. In fact, yeah. yeah.
1: That's the thing. I buy everything except for throw it out. Yeah. And <laughs> it just and rings. Sometimes there's
2: Some too, too much detail.
0: False. There's too yes. much detail. Throw it out. And she kissed me on the chest.
2: The chest? Why do we need that? I said, that, actually, uh, actually, don't tell me that. Don't, <laughs> don't tell honestly, me that. Honestly, that no. is so much no. worse. No. You could have said yeah, any she other body ball. part. You said forehead, yeah, yeah, yeah. cheek, fine. But the kissing chest? on the chest? Oh, it sh- sends a shiver down my spine. Oh, I just picture no. like hair on lips. You know, like chest hair, just like a... <laughs> oh, in my gosh. head, was, he had a shirt on, but well, here, I would and hope he's so, naked. But and hey, yet. she doesn't have a bra so She doesn't have a bra
0: And also, I was like, okay, wait a minute. He's like, you know, Some women say, like, yeah, bras make them uncomfortable. That girl has no boobs. Whatever bra she's wearing is not uncomfortable.
1: I actually <laughs> had that thought as well as someone who is also not wearing a bra. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last time I was like, oh, I got this thing off of me, like, because I was doing just nowhere.
0: <laughs> that bra is under no duress. Like, I mean, it's it doesn't need an
1: underwire. It doesn't. Nothing. You know what I mean? I was like, the one sp- I'm wearing no. right now is so comfortable I don't know that it's here because it oh has my no God. wiring I'm or structure. I'm
2: so hyper-aware of my bra right now. This whole conversation, I've been so, like, it, like I want to take off my bra now that we've been right. talking about it so much because now I can't stop thinking about it Oh my gosh. It's, so, it's a daunting... Take day. it yeah. off. Start a, a rumor. It's tiresome thing. <laughs> <laughs> take it throw off, it right on, on my own ottoman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <say>, hey, throw <laughs> that out.
0: Throw that out. <laughs> there are too many factors about this story that just seem unreal. Also, Austin is a known liar. I just don't know why Olivia might be... Doing any of that doesn't really make sense to me unless she wants to go back at Taylor a little bit, like and just be like, Yeah, I can still fucking hang with Austin.
1: I I don't know. Yeah, here's the thing I think if she had hooked up with Austin that night, I would have kind of been like, I would have kind of been like, Did you hear me just say that just now? (laughs) I (laughs) sound like it's a Mia Mario. Yeah, that kind of would have been a lack, um, but I I'd be like, okay, I get it. Again, it's just an emotionally distressing and and frenetic time. However, I actually don't believe that they hooked up. Like Olivia, I just I don't know. It doesn't seem in line with the character she's displaying. I'm not saying people can't act out of character. I'm saying I don't think she did. I think the most yeah. plausible explanation is there's a little producing happening. There's a little bit of yeah.
2: planting. Yeah. Um that's true. I mean if we know anything about Austin is that he will do anything for the camera. Absolutely. He sure will. He sure
1: and will. I I do I am curious y'all's thoughts. I know we need to, you know, scoot our little boots along here. Um, but Rod asking Olivia to be exclusive. Ay, aye yay That caused wumpy. I hated that. <laughs> that
2: I hate I absolutely hate agreeing <laughs> with Austin. But there is yeah. no chemistry between no us two. No chemistry. Not at all. Oh, so sad. I want, no. I want there to be so badly. I know me too. Yeah. He feels like a nice guy.
1: Yeah. He really feels he nice. Really nice. He seems really nice. I, I know. he does. I just, uh, to the timing, the location, the context, I was like, Rod, baby, what? Yeah, no, 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 no. And I was just like, this no. is not the time. <laughs> Not only is More. it literally not the time, but I feel like the time in her life to come in... Like, her loss is so fresh to come in and be mm. like, I would like to be exclusively dating you. It was just chaotic and all It is crazy. Ask thing. anything
2: it's... of me. My brother yeah, yeah, just died. Yeah. Literally ask not a thing not of a me. Not a thing yeah. of me. Don't crazy. ask me to wear a bra. Demanding. Don't ask me yeah. to take it my feel bra selfish. home with me. It did Don't feel, ask feel for selfish. For, it for, for commitment, how dare you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then to just... T- quickly wrap up the Taylor Shep thing they clearly did not have sex um I do think it's crazy that Taylor slept in a bed with him at all after the things they said to each other that night it also tells you the it's so clear how much power he still has over her they're using the dog as an excuse for all of it but there's clearly a pillow fort between them um so that was just a, a a good way to rope us in um, and also,
2: can we let Rodrigo speak, please? Let hey. Rodrigo hey. speak. I'd love to hear what he's thinking. I know. Yeah. He's got some really hot takes too.
1: Yeah, who such an heck? exciting character. Yeah, who gave him this edit? I wanna talk. I know,
0: I know. I love when he came in and was like, Did you get the wine out of your eye? Like <laughs> to uh. chef. <laughs> like I'm like, Yes, more of that. We need that. He gets to be the the non toxic fly on the wall in yes. these hyper male encounters mm-hmm. and I need the feedback present. I agree. Yes.
1: More yes. I will. Okay. I know I said that we needed to scoot our boots and we, we do. The scoot last our thing boots. I, <laughs> I just want to say that because this was so, this is something I've experienced so many times. Essentially Austin says like you and Taylor, Olivia and Taylor, like whatever the hell you guys are fighting about. And I was so excited that Olivia was like, excuse me, whatever the hell? What do you mean? You know exactly what our arguments about and it just put a shining spotlight on the fact that the man in this situation always
2: gets just away. scot-free.
1: slides into a Gutter with no accountability, like it the clown. It just yeah.
2: like slips back down <laughs> in the, the storm. <laughs> I've like, never seen to the it. sewer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but literally back
1: to. to the sewer. I'm not gonna take any accountability. You two duke it out. Don't know why you're yes. fighting. I've lived this scenario. Like. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. hey, hey, men, hey, male audience that I know we have,
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> All stop. of you, the whole audience, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, oh, guys, bros, hey, my brothers, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> Listen up, take accountability, especially when Lift. you're in the middle of two girls, clearly, you it's caused so. this drama. It's so yeah. crazy it's to me. Yucky.
0: <sighs> it's yucky, but speaking of boys... Yes. Um, did you know that pretty boys are poisonous?
2: I've heard. Wow. Which
0: is the title it's of so poetic. book of poems.
1: Hello. Um.
0: Hello. That was released that I read the entirety of today. Wow. Um, How
2: many poems is that? Did you read? It's like
0: 70, more than 70. Jesus. Like some of them Very are literally fun. one sentence. So yeah. they're quick, quick read. I'm not Ooh. a reader, y'all. So. Um, I did want to talk about it though, because it is a crazy journey, especially for someone as public as Megan Fox to take us on. Mm. Um, Megan Fox is a a complicated figure and only that I think this industry has really used and abused her in the way that I think men have as well. And that's pretty much what she says in this book is that she has basically, she was afraid she was going to literally become sick from keeping men's secrets. And so... This book is a unleashing. She starts it with a, a letter that talks about how her throat's chakra is blocked. And so a problem for her has always been being able to speak up and talk. Wow. And so this is the funnel for that. So she opens it pretty big and loud in that way. Mm-hmm. And she reveals. So I also should put a trigger warning on this for everybody. So trigger warning for conversations about. Uh, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, um, suicide, uh, miscarriages, general violence against women, um, all the things. So just in case, I don't know where we're going with this, but I just want to talk to y'all about this because it was a pretty extreme experience for me reading, having been through a very emotionally toxic relationship for quite some time with what I would call a pretty, pretty boy. Um, but it. It starts, she really ramps it up and it it goes in and out. She does reveal that she and MGK had, um, a miscarriage, which is the final two poems, final two poems, really dark, really brutal. It does almost seem, it does almost seem from the interviews I listened to, like that may be what drew them to the breakup at the point they were at. Um, but this is when she reveals it. She also talks about, um, and she said, it's not a work of fiction. Everything is true. And if you read the final couple poems, you are like, who are we putting in prison? Um, because it is so absolutely fucking violent and horrific. Does she name names
2: like, like of all the She does men? not. Okay. She
0: does not. She talked about in her interviews that she um, has dated many men that the world doesn't know. She's only been married once but engaged multiple times. And there's a lot of people that are very famous that are she was not notably publicly connected to. Um, mm. So this is kind of, to me, I'm now on like a, a freaking where's Waldo of abusive men. Because mm. I'm just like, who? Yeah. Also, the big thing, she also mentions that she writes all of it from the victim mentality that she lived in for much of the time. I think she still lives in it a bit. Her interviews are really interesting and kind of hard to watch. One of her poems is just seven lines of, I hate men, I hate men, I hate men, I hate men, on and on. And she's like, I'm coming from the victim, the victim headspace. Um, But I think what feels scary to me is that we kind of know the relationship she's publicly in is pretty volatile. Um, And she notes that MGK is the person who at men told her she should do this. She noted that she's an artist. She's an actress. But as that type of artist, you don't get to speak your own words. And MGK or Colson gets to do that all the time with his music. People will always speculate what's about her. What, what isn't this was her opportunity to do that. He felt she needed to do that. This is so upsetting. I don't, and I won't even read. I will not read. It is. I wouldn't even, I will not read it to you. It is so, it will haunt, it's gonna haunt me tonight. And I just, I need to talk about it because I'm like, it's writing from a semi unhealed place where it seems like she's still repeating the cycle she's talking about by dating yet another pretty man who is notably a self sabotager by his own definition, who is volatile, chaotic. It makes me sad and scared. And she talks about how some of it's like a a metaphor for Hollywood, but none of it's a metaphor and that none of it's untrue. Um, And so it's kind of crazy shit, but it just is an interesting, different way. You know, we're seeing a lot of memoirs from women um, celebrities right now, and they're revealing a lot of these kind of deepest, darkest wounds. This one's really hard to stomach.
2: So does she go in depth about MGK? You said like the last two poems are about the miscarriage. But mm-hmm. in terms of like you saying that she's repeating patterns, like what do you believe that their relationship is still extremely volatile and violent? Yeah, and if you
0: watch his documentary on Hulu, it's pretty... I don't know. She claims that she she's only in one physically violent relationship. I do not think he is the one who is impacting her with physical violence. Mm. But there are stories and that are expressed throughout his documentary Life in Pink on Hulu that are clear markers for a Because he has a volatile relationship with himself. So I don't know how you could possibly be a good partner. He tells the story of, again, trigger warning suicide. He tells the story of um, him having a, the barrel of a gun in his mouth and being on the phone with her and telling her he's going to kill himself. Mm-hmm. I mean... These are really extreme situations that do not to me uh, are not huge markers of a healthy relationship as well as they have such Billy Bob and Angelina energy um, yeah. that, you know, it just feels. It, it, I, and I think also once you once you've lived in one of those relationships, you can see that person from a mile away, even if they're on TV And it feels, it feels scary. She, I know that she mentioned, she kind of winks and nods that she's been, she's been married once. She has been engaged three times and says, but I've only ever called one person my twin flame, which is MGK. They've publicly talked about being twin flames, which also we should talk about twin flames because uh, red alert, everyone, you're not supposed to marry your twin flame. That is not their purpose. It is actually toxic and a bad idea. But so there is a poem in here where she distinctly refers to a twin flame. Otherwise, the, the, the truly violent person does not... I do not believe that to be MGK at all. But I, it seems like there's just been a stream of men in her life that have just... I mean, this stuff is brutal. You can tell there's
2: so much anger. Um, Was there a single poem about healing and coming to out the no, other
0: side? No, 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 no. No progression. The, I can read you some of the titles of the poems if you want. That'll sure. give you an idea. I'll read you a couple titles. All right. see... True love's kiss was a cancer, not a cure. <laughs> no. Um It's giving Patrick Bateman. The devil wears Dolce. Uh, hey. Leading a lamb to slaughter. Oh. I am ashes.
2: No. I've always no. liked
0: serpents. Mm. I didn't sign up to compete in your bullshit beauty pageant. Sure. Um, a slippery relationship with the truth. You'd be so much more handsome if you'd get an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> The werewolf attempts to apologize posthumously. Funerals are for lovers. Um, false prophets. I'm not sure that God agrees. Um, but maybe if we use a blacklight, we could still find all the stains you left on me. Oh, my oh, God. Hey.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. You, know... you should have finished the job.
1: <gasps> you know... Oh yeah, I... my
2: stomach's already turning.
0: Oh, let yeah. me tell you, don't simply don't do not do this to yourself. Um, Jeez. because yeah, I say I saged my whole body after I read it. Yeah, because it Good. it just was Good. it eked into the ugliest part of my brain and my yeah. old relationship and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, I can literally feel like the stitches in my body, like in yeah. my internal soul and heart that yeah. I've worked hard to yes. you know what i mean like i feel it being like tugged open yes it does moments. it
0: did feel like it made me an open Ooh, wound too in oh a way gosh. that was what i can't express
1: to you how bad it gets
0: like i can't tell you how fucking bad it gets um
1: uh, i yeah she's someone that i have loved and tragically she's someone that is like similarly to All That We've Learned Has Been Done to Britney Spears, Mm -hmm. like, the volume that was projected onto Megan Fox throughout Mm -hmm. her public career is, and I think will and should be studied about, Mm -hmm. it's just out of this world, because she came into the industry as a teenager and right off the bat was already put in uncomfortable situations she was Mm -hmm. dancing in bad boys Two or whatever in like in a bathing suit under a waterfall because she was legally underage they couldn't film her at the bar so that's like where they put her as a background extra what t-shirt concert yeah or yeah and she Sorry, what t-shirt concert is haunting? (laughs) Um, As is a contest, as is the real thing. But like, and then the way I do need everyone in the world to go back and watch the first Transformers movie, there's this effect in play called dissonance of framing. Megan Fox's character is written as the hero of the movie. She's smart. She's capable. Uh, Shia LaBeouf's character can't do diddly squat. Michaela is a very qualified mechanic who is brave and strong and smart, but the way she's filmed Mm
2: -hmm.
1: completely objectifies her in a way that Mm -hmm. if you read the script, you'd have no idea that's what the movie looked like. Mm. And this is like mild in comparison to the way she was chased out of the industry after Jennifer's body, which just was mismarketed. bonkers. And I know, box it's such an flopped, incredible film. Everyone but involves, yeah, it's a yes, great ruined, movie.
0: Ruined, hurt everyone in took its careers. Karen for- Kusama
1: down for a while, took Diablo Cody down, definitely took Megan Fox down. In addition the savory, to the fact- that fared better. <laughs> yeah. In addition to the fact that paparazzi broke onto the closed set, photographed Megan Fox doing- like a semi-nude scene leaked the paparazzi photos and that's why Megan Fox like left the industry for a while because she was Mm -hmm. traumatized because she had never she didn't want to do nude she didn't ever take nude photographs like Mm -hmm. in addition to the fact Mm -hmm. that Michael Bay was out to get her he was out to get her in a crazy weird way so I'm just like the way that people and that's not to mention like what the public you know I think we've all yeah you just have to be a person in the world to have heard someone just say a nasty crazy projection on i don't know it's just it makes me deeply sad i think she's very smart and very cool and lovely but i do question like giving so much of yourself through art when you're when you have not had the time or space to heal
0: i know and I'm like, I want to. I think if I had felt like she was in this relationship that felt like it had freed her. But regardless of anything we know or see, to say this is your twin flame and to know that's what you're currently experiencing is a definition of that. That's just toxic. Like the, fa- the fact, like it can just be just so chaotic like that. And I don't know. I, I hope. I want so many good things for her. I want her to yeah. be so yeah. well. And she was so abused and treated like an object by this business. Um, and I'm glad she's finding a way to let it out mm-hmm. um, because my... And she said, she says, there's many things that didn't make the book because it felt like maybe it was only for God's ears because of how hard it was. Like, I believe it. it was. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you cut? This is cut?
2: Mm. Yeah, like, I believe it. I mean, gosh, I just like... It's just yeah, it's a tale as old as time of like a woman in the spotlight who is hypersexualized by like no action of their of mm-hmm. themselves, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. it's just completely projected upon. And yeah, it's really sad and also kind of amazing to see this uptick in her popularity again, right? Like we said like mm-hmm. she was blacklisted from the industry. She like was mm-hmm. gone for years. Like we didn't we yeah. were like what's mm-hmm. going on with Megan Fox? And then you know, I think people have really appreciated Jennifer's body. Of like, I don't know, she's come back into kind of the public kind eye. Of resurgence. Yeah. 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 And In people big are big like looking back. And again, it's like the whole Britney of mm-hmm. it all. It's looking back at that early 2000s paparazzi PR tabloid culture and going, hey, I think we kind of like really fucked up back there. I think mm-hmm. we really did some harm. And now having these artists kind of get some sort of redemption is nice to see in real time, but it's also going to be extremely messy and uncomfortable because we fucked people up. And like I say, we yeah. as is the, is the collective public yeah. and obviously like higher, higher people in, you know, the industry, like people, they, they really fuck people up. And yes, Megan, Brittany, a lot of other people we can name, they're probably never going to be fully okay. One oh my god one thousand percent just like the trauma that's
1: accumulated the it's it's also I think people might be like why do we care why do you guys talk so much about this blah blah blah." and I'm like well because the way that we treated these public figures is the way we feel about women it's the way you treat the popular girl in your high school it's the way that you know like it's a direct reflection of what we're also projecting onto the women in our lives. So it it matters very
2: much. That's why, you know, like the Michael Bay vendetta, you're like, hmm, I wonder where that stems from. I'm sure like a woman like him in middle school or something rejected him. It's like, it's all compounded interest, right? Like when it comes to, We've, we view these people on pedestals and, like, they are therefore impenetrable in terms of, like, criticism and we can just, like, you know, knock them down. But, in fact, women, like, I don't, it's just, like, a sport to, to the public and I'm glad that it's being called out, obviously. It's, but, like you said, Julia, it's a mirror to society, and it's just how yes. you, it's like, the more you're exposed to that kind of thinking and that framing, even like the framing of Transformers as a lens on the world, that will be how you walk through the world. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, there yeah. is a transference effect in media. Mm. Yep. Hmm?
1: It's, it's what like teaches the public how to interact with the people around them, how to feel about the people around them, sadly. I mean, yeah. come on sheeple, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's just, it's true. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, no. So yeah. it's absolutely. heavily
1: influential. That's not news to anyone, but that's no. why we need to be talking about this and why we need to also, I mean, let people tell their own stories for crying out loud. It cuts across so many identities as well. It's yeah. just, this is just Megan's one example and she's one example that we like grew up with and I think she's just mm-hmm. near and dear to our hearts yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah.
2: And good for her. I'm glad that she was able to publish this book. Honestly, even yes. if it's horrible, and I won't ne- ever read it, I hope she makes a lot of money from it. Well, no, listen. That's yeah. why I was
0: like, I want to purchase it. I want to buy her book, and mm-hmm. I didn't. Ha- I didn't know what I was in for at all. It was quite the journey. Um, and listen, I don't want It's not a bad. It's not a bad book, and that it's not poorly written poems. Um, it is just if you at all have healed yourself from a really ugly dark thing. It may not be worth reopening those wounds by reading this, because it will not make you feel triumphant in the end.
1: And I think that's just good to be aware of. Good to have an informed consumer. I think that yes. is key. Yeah. So everyone, protect your hearts, protect your mental health. That's important. Yes. Um, Thank shibis. you for going on
0: that journey with me. I needed. Yeah. I needed to like release it from my body because. He's just been on my mind for the last. Of course. Well, hours. I'm glad I you just...
2: told me about it and you read it for me, so yeah. that I don't <laughs> yeah. have to. Don't worry.
0: Don't do it. They're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Not good for our hearts. Um. Yeah. If they're a little battered and bruised.
1: Yeah, I do think so. Megan is famously a very woo woo type person, and oh, she sure is. Yeah, one woo woo concept we've been talking about lately is the concept of manifesting, which I don't think is new, but certainly has gained a new a lot of traction. fervor. Yeah, mm-hmm. with Via TikTok, TikTok social media, <laughs> yeah. Witch Talk, you mean? Witch Talk. And I'm curious, because I actually have some complicated thoughts and feelings about it,
2: but I'm curious. I want to open the floor. I want to hear about... With that kind of setup, I'm nervous to say too much. Um, yeah, no. well, we're in a fight, so... <laughs> so true. You're right. <laughs> put them up. Put them up. Um, <laughs> I will say manifestation has always been one of those, one of those concepts that I'm like, man, I wish... Man, I wish, I wish, you know, uh, in terms of like, I wish that I could really get into it. I could make it more of a daily practice. I do believe that like your thoughts like influence your reality. Like I, I fully believe that if you train your brain to think more positively or to try to like will more good things, like good energy will come back. I do think there is a balance in the universe and the, the flow of energy, um, But I don't really believe in, like, the commodification of manifestation or that, like, it is the key to unlock the universe. I do not believe that. I do not believe if you are a lower-income minority and you are manifesting great wealth, that it will come to you. That is just not how it works. Um, And I think people, there's a lot of people who kind of abuse the... The practice and the concept and make it sound like that's all you need to do girl is like put a yeah. feather under your pillow and go to bed saying I'm a boss I'm a boss I'm a boss and you'll wake up and own your own mm-hmm. company just do it <laughs> yeah. girl you know like it's so yeah. crazy I agree. I
0: think that the conversation around it on TikTok that has lent itself to like lucky girl syndrome and, you know, girl boss shit, which I hate that phrase anyway. And so I think I don't like that. I don't like the uh, the angle it's taken in that regard because I think it is bullshit. And I, it, it lives with a lot of privilege, as Delaney mm-hmm. said, I think. I, I, but I do think that I've always believed in that life is 10 percent what happens to you and 90 percent how you react to it. And so I think that in terms of manifesting, I think as long as you it's part of reframing and gearing your energy toward the thing that doesn't sink you into a hole that moves you toward the vision of what you want to have at the end of the day, it gives you a north star and it moves you toward something and it helps you put that energy out into the world and thus helps you bring in better things. Um, so I think, and what it's helped me, I use it as a little bit of a gratitude practice too. Um, I think a lot of things come into manifestation. I use it as parts of signs feel like evidence of manifesting things to me of that. And all of it just means like, you're on the right path. Keep going. We gotcha. Um, that's sort of where I fall in it, but I want to hear your feelings, Julia.
1: Yes. I feel very aligned with what you both just said. I think it can be, I think Using manifestation as a practice or as a tool is just a great way to take some quiet, calm headspace and to think about what you like, what you want, what's working for you, what you would like to kind of shed or leave behind. Um, I think exactly like you said Delaney I think there's there is like science behind like mirror neurons like if you can envision yourself on a path then perhaps in your day-to-day life you'll see more opportunities you'll see mm-hmm. more steps to take to get on that path. I think positive thinking is very healthy um, all of that stuff and I've definitely enjoyed taking time because again it's just kind of a this word feel this phrase feels very overused, but it's kind of a self-care it's kind of a check- in with yourself. Mm -hmm. opportunity so I definitely am into that I think I've definitely seen the dialogue turn toxic when it starts being like oh well if you let this like negative thought float into your head then you're also going Mm. to elicit that or manifest that yeah yeah, or if it's like I just like yeah the toxic positivity of like I manifested this perfect whatever and I'm like well no that's just like privilege and, and wealth exactly like yeah Y'all said. Yeah. and so exactly. It's just not... If you, if you manifest... If your rule of the universe is like you manifested every positive thing very deliberately, then what does that
2: say about any negative thing? You know, I just mm-hmm. like... I don't like yeah. that logic at all. Um, That's the same way I feel about like how people sometimes talk about God. We've talked about this before. It's the yes. same kind of mm-hmm. power dynamic where it's like yes. people who get up there and they're like, well, I thank God that that the coffee tasted good today. And I thank God that there wasn't traffic on my commute to work. And it's because of God that like my alarm clock went off this morning and you're like, well, edge, that's, you know, (laughs) if that's true, then right. Like if, if I manifested that, then also, um, did you like all the bad things that happened? Like that car accident on your commute to Mm -hmm. work? Like where was God then? You know, like what the hell was he doing? Just getting you to work on time. And he right. said, fuck those people. That's crazy. Right. You know, like that logic does not hold up. And, no. and it also does not, it does not like bode well for that omnipotent force. Like it's like, right. wow, that would be crazy if God was responsible for that or if manifestation was responsible for everything in your life like the dominoes of your life falling perfectly into place like to give all responsibility up outside Mm -hmm. of yourself and outside of things in the universe that truly are out of your control um i think is actually low-key disempowering to yourself Mm -hmm. and it can be really, I think it could affect like other people's experience negatively. I think it just like Mm -hmm. all around, it just doesn't do good for like community. It doesn't give power to those who like, wish that they could have a better life, but simply couldn't, you know? And that's not because God is like, not that guy. (laughs) But not that guy. um,
0: I don't like generally, I don't like prayer or manifestation without the action. Like we, I don't like when people say that they're praying for something and not doing anything about it or manifesting something and not actually taking physical actions toward it. All they're doing is envisioning it. I don't like, so Delaney, just to kind of double click on your thought. I think there, I don't like when it becomes a crutch for action in life. And so I think, but all of that said, I still love the practice of it. I like letting myself sit with, What I want, what does that vision look like? I think the more you can see a thing, the more you can achieve it. And I also just like using it to kind of find signs in my life. We've talked about how it kind of correlates a bit to um, feeling like our loved ones are still with us because we can kind of manifest a sign from Mm -hmm. them. And a lot of people talk about like kind of asking the universe for a sign and seeing Mm -hmm. if you can sort of end up, if it ends up kind of encountering you. And that's some of the most exciting and empowering moments i've had in my life some of the most absurd some of the most hard to pinpoint the why but it does make me feel like a very powerful witch when it does happen
1: (laughs) oh yeah that's important that is important and i do have
0: if you'll give me a moment the craziest fucking story of my life i cannot tell you both as it pertains to manifesting without meaning to necessarily Resulting in a sign. And I can't believe I haven't told you both because it was truly the most surreal thing that's ever happened to me. I was visiting my best friend in Boston very recently. This was early October. And we were sitting together. We had a rainy day inside. This is my best friend from high school. We don't we see each other maybe twice a year. So we were doing like a full day inside, cups of tea, just dumping. Here's everything, everything. And so we both listened to the podcast, Lost Culturistas. Why do I have so much trouble saying that? Los Culturistas, and at the end of every episode of Los CULCH, they ask, "What was the culture that made you say culture was for you?" And it's the question is generally, you know, to say, "What was the thing that got you into like pop culture?" People say a variety of things. I always thought mine would be The Jersey Shore. Do you all know what yours is? Out of curiosity, um, probably The Spice
2: Girls. Mm, oh. Good one. Maybe Rent.
1: Maybe oh yeah, land. okay, hey. that's a good one That's yeah. a very good one
2: The movie musical yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I was a musical theater girly, And I was singing along to those songs I had no idea what they were talking it about It does, you know? theater, musical Yay. theater is a huge yeah.
0: gateway to pop culture Yeah Um. And so we were talking about that But then I was like, you know what I think it actually was And people have said this before And both of the guys talk about this person a lot who I don't think we talk about this person enough Is Rosie O'Donnell and the Rosie O'Donnell Show Wow. Back in the day, Rosie O'Donnell had a talk show. We were very young. I lived in New Jersey. Rosie was in New York. We all knew this. She, it was a very kid adjacent show. It had an opening that was cartoon, um, of Rosie leaping around and she was very cutesy and she would call people cutie patooties and have kids on the show. And I always wanted to be on the show and I must, it was early nineties. I would have been like six and mm-hmm. I would watch the show after school and listen to celebrity interviews and see kids like in this environment. And it felt like very tangible because it was just like right across the river. And so I actually was like, I think maybe it was Rosie. And I was recalling how much Rosie meant to me a- as a child. And I remembered that I had this stuffed animal, like Rosie doll, like that. Like, <laughs> I had a, a negotiation with my mother and Toys R Us. I was like, if I don't have this doll, I will die. Like, I must have this doll. I have to own this thing that feels like a piece of me. So she was a cute little swoopy haired, very Tracy Turnblad, like cartoon hair. Because yeah. it was the cartoon as a doll. She was in a blue blazer outfit, whatever. And she had a voice box that was like, cutie patootie, whatever. Like every catchphrase she had, it <laughs> had. And it sat on my bed for much of my childhood until the voice box died. And then I don't know what came of it. So I was like, wow, I forgot how much Rosie meant to be watched a clip together. Whatever night ends. We go to bed next day. We go to Salem and we wanted to do a couple different things. Things Todd had done last year when I wasn't there. And so we went to a couple different places. And one of the places was um, the Salem flea market, which is super cool. It's indoors. um, A lot of old vintage Halloween like. Stuff. It still feels like Salem, but it is clearly other people's stuff. A lot of VHS tapes. There was like, I still know what you did last summer, and a uh, Casper. All these great VHS tapes. Mm. So we're wandering through, looking at things, and um, I, we're just like meandering. And I looked in the back corner, and sitting on the shelf is that Rosie O'Donnell doll. Oh my gosh. <gasps> <laughs> I screamed in the middle of the flea market because (laughs) it was such a jarring sight. I have not seen this doll since I was maybe 10 years old. Wow. Anywhere. Anywhere. Like, and I was vividly recalling, I was describing it to the T the night before. And it is in a vintage store in Salem in the back corner. And so I screeched. And Todd was like, what happened? And he didn't (laughs) identify it immediately because he'd never saw the doll, but it was in my mind's eye the night before. And I was, like, trying to explain to him. He's like, well, what does it mean? I was like, nothing and yet everything. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to explain to you that this is – the craziest thing like if it was just a picture of rosie not that reaction if it was a prayer candle of rosie not that reaction yeah nothing would have elicited that same reaction as seeing that fucking doll in front of my fucking face yeah you're just like in
2: touch with the higher frequency i always think about it as like radio channels that you're clicking into
1: with the universe
2: yeah and not to be flippant
1: that's where the dogs and cats are (laughs) Uh, yep, which we know. We know mm-hmm. that deeply. And
0: I was mm-hmm. like, when you think about how many things had to go right. Yeah. For me and that doll to land in the back corner of that flea market. Mm-hmm. On did that beautiful Sunday. No, I didn't buy it. I did take a picture. I took a picture with it though. Because my mom then told me she's like, "Oh, mine ours, yours is shoved up somewhere in the attic." And I was like, "Oh my god, I still have her." Let this her free, one also had a little, let free Rosie. Um, but I just I just I I don't know how to explain the absolute I, my heart was pounding out of my chest. It was so surreal. Wow. To yeah. see a thing I had seen so clearly in my head manifest physically before me a day later.
1: Yeah, for it to have come
0: up at all in, And in I tried to correlate it with, I was in the middle of accepting a new job opportunity. I was in the middle of, like, kind of career shifting stuff. Mm-hmm. All tied to the entertainment industry I entered. Yeah. Because Rosie sort of said, I literally agree. I literally sent my email from Salem agreeing to take this job <sighs> only an hour before yeah. I saw that doll. It felt like a big thumbs up.
1: Wow. Yes, Rosie doll makes me think that it was also like maybe a message from your inner child, being like, "You're mm. doing it."
2: Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? look at you. Which look is really you nice. Stuff on TV, just like you were <laughs> dreaming of. You know. As yes. Like a kid. Yeah, it, it felt re- crazy. But it was she funny dolls. to have to explain
0: to Todd why it, why yeah. it mattered. Well, he was true. getting he, he wrapped his head around it. He's like, "I want to be as excited as you are." And I was like, "I don't even need you to be. I am on cloud fucking 9 right
2: now." <laughs> even just a fun coincidence, is even if you're not like yeah. woo-woo. Yeah, right, I mean, totally. Come on, that's just like, wow, that's crazy. We were just talking mm-hmm. about that little girl, that yes. little doll. Also I have to say, I have to put it on the record that I was really stumped by the pop culture question, and it I cannot <laughs> let my answer stand. I don't um, think it's right. I have to go back and say that my moment was definitely, I was a Disney Channel kid. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was Good literally Good day in, day out, Disney Channel, like Hillary magazines. Duff, Ra- mm-hmm. yes, t- uh, mm-hmm. Tiger Beat. Mm-hmm. De- I was on the Demi Lovato train before anyone even knew her you name. Sure okay? You sure were, okay? Sunny
1: with a chance. Okay? No, Saved Sunny. by the
2: Bell. Sorry. Oh wait, sorry, as that's the bell what meant. As the bell rings, as that's the, bell rings. As, as the, the bell, rings. bell rings, as the bell rings. I said, but not, but, but, not Barney. <laughs> uh, no, because I mean, who? I mean, maybe. But who knew? Who knew? I wasn't yeah. like fully formed brain. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, <sighs> sorry, that was my gateway into the rest that's of it. That's good. That's a very good one. It's a good
0: question, but mm-hmm. it does. I mean, because they ask it every episode, I, it's just always an, and I love hearing everyone's answer. It's yeah. always fun because it's always a bit of nostalgia. Totally, um, I love. Thinking it's also about fun to like that. follow
2: that thread. You're like, where did it mm-hmm. ever begin? Mm-hmm. You know, for yes. me, I'm like, it's just been there forever.
0: <laughs> and it's yeah. probably it's probably theater for me. I mean, Broadway yeah. theater, New York, all those things growing up adjacent to that as a kid, likely too. But Rosie was big, and yeah. I. I only because they bring it up on the show, I might have just let it fall into the recesses of my brain. But because Mm -hmm. it had come up and everything, I just, it's so crazy. But anyways, do you all have manifesting stories or or sign stories you want to share?
2: Well, I just did a manifestation ritual last night, Sunday night for the new moon. And it was really lovely and really nice. Mm. And I made a little wish jar And it was the new moon in Scorpio, which is in my 11th house, which is the house Mm -hmm. of community and friendship. And I was at this like dinner of like queer people and it was like you're building, it just felt like really aligned and really right. And this whole fall, I feel like I've been putting myself out there, like in the dating Mm -hmm. world, I've been dating a couple of people and figuring out what I like and what I don't like. And I've also been really like, I feel like really rooted and grounded in my friendships in a new way that I haven't felt maybe in previous years like as we get older it definitely becomes quality over quantity and I feel like so good with the people in my life and I'm just like very thankful for that so I'm not like yeah so I don't know it just felt like really nice and like I've felt very aligned but like I'm on the right path and that I'm still like I'm manifesting like those strong, deep emotional bonds because that's mm. what drive. that is my lifeblood. Like that is what life is for, for me. Like mm. I, as much as I am a career person and I, you know, have like hobbies, like relationships at the end of the day are like everything to me everything yeah. that's the only reason I get up in the morning is because of the people in my life so you know yeah. that's just like a moment to be like I want to keep manifesting good mm-hmm. bonds and I pat myself on the back for all the stuff that I've been doing up until now yeah I love that's that. amazing really
1: nice I love that
2: thanks yeah it was nice it was pretty nice yeah I recommend it <laughs>
0: And particularly the new moon in Scorpio is about sort of envisioning the life you want to live. It is a Uh very, and new moons are very big manifesting moons. And I do believe we're recently out of eclipse season so we can be manifesting again because you're not supposed to manifest during eclipse seasons. Mm. Um, So we're kind of back freshly into being able to manifest again. And and it is about Scorpio, particularly that watery energy about Uh sort of dreaming of the life you wish to have. So Jules, any manifesting stories from you? Not to put you on the spot.
1: So there have definitely been many times in my life where I thought I made something happen with my mind, and I thought that I was going to be accepted into Hogwarts, although that did not happen. Um, Dang. Next year. Yeah. we're s- <laughs> Any day now. Yeah. Any day now. Um, and I think one thing, I bought a couple crystals this year, which I've never sought out intentionally, except for, of course, when I was a child at any museum
2: gift shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, was- Yeah. By a heck of crystals. Young geologists. Oh. Running us, my yeah. hands through those buckets of gems. Oh. <laughs> in a troubling <laughs> yeah. way, looking back now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but so my birthstone is, the, is
1: amethyst, and so... Ooh, good one. Yeah, yeah, good yeah one. I feel really good about that one, and I got myself a little bracelet. I got my mom a matching bracelet, because she gave birth to me, so that, you know, counts for her she as well. Did. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, in the month of February, she birthed me. But... I think that, uh, so, one thing Amethyst is just supposed to bring, which, again, I view this type of thing as just a way to be mindful and a way to, like, Mm -hmm. think about and have a grounding object for, like, something you're wanting to work on or whatever. And so I think, like, inner strength and clarity of mind is a big thing with, like, Amethyst. So, for me, it's been, I've been trying to be very (laughs) intentional. Intentional about connecting my inner world with my outer world so not holding in thoughts and feelings for people and not like not having my actions betray my actual desires which is a fancy way of saying like not being too much of a people pleaser not just going along with something because I mm. don't want to upset someone but then on the flip side really letting people know like how I feel about them in the positive way like as I'm feeling it I think. Mm. You know, it's so easy to just let, to to be thinking a kind thought and not say it out loud. And so in that sense of manifestation, I have been inviting some grounding objects into my life to just remind me to kind of sync up in that way, to like connect my inner with my outer and to be more like true to myself. And like, I, I, this is such a kooky example, but like I went out on a date, like I guess, I don't even know when, earlier this year, and the guy asked if he could kiss me, and I was like, no. <laughs> and mm-hmm. not, not in a mean way, but because I, I just didn't want to, and I, f- I feel like as a younger person, I would have felt either so deeply yeah. awkward, bad, or uncomfortable. Like, I don't know if I would have Or obligated. Been truly obligated, yeah. And so I think, again, just connecting the, the physical instincts... With, like, the inner world and having that presence of mind. That's something I've really been working on. So kind of a different example, but that's just what's on my mind. I love that.
2: I really love that for you. That's amazing. It's great, and And it's it's, not easy to undo. Yeah, I was going to say, it's so hard. It sounds so easy. You're like, yeah, tell the people you love them. No, because it's in a moment. It
0: has to happen. And you're undoing the habits you have, which are to people please. So I think using calling on all things, manifesting therapy, all things in that is so helpful. Because I think if you can envision yourself being the person who can say no. So if you Mm -hmm. put it in manifesting terms, envision how you want to be able to say it when that arises. Or even preparing for how you would anticipate that conversation going and what you might say, if you have it in your arsenal and you've seen it in your mind's eye, it might come out a little bit easier. So that makes complete sense.
1: Totally. I love the way you just phrase that. And I also think, yeah, in terms of like even complimenting people or offering up kind words, mm. sometimes it can be vulnerable. Like I don't think we mm. think of it like yeah. that. But if you like go to someone and you're like, I really love this thing about you. Or like I, this right. thing you just did I think is so cool. And it's like that can actually... You know, I think we all want to sometimes be like, well, no, I'll seem like a
2: big weirdo. And it's like, no, you won't. No, yeah, like, I, I love You yeah. can do that to me. You yeah. know, I wish more people did that to me, actually. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. like, don't, don't carry those things with you. Let them go. Release them. Like, mm-hmm. let people know. So those are my thoughts about... And we tri-
2: manifest more compliments, you know? Let us all yeah. get more mm. compliments in our life. Yes. Giving and getting. -hmm. Absolutely. And we all manifest for you, dear listeners, a really wonderful week, a lovely, lovely day, and we manifest that you follow us on social media <laughs> <laughs> and, yep, absolutely. And, and subscribe to yeah. us on Spotify and Apple podcasts and yeah. I don't know, leave us a review, do something crazy, post on your story, yeah. all of that stuff. That'd be really fun for us to reach new listeners. And so that we can keep gabbing in your ears every week, but yeah. it's been a blast. And I thank you both. And I thank you listening and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.